today. 80% of businesses don't sell. To be a part of the 20% that do, and at maximum value, you'll need a successful strategy. Welcome to the Defenders of Business Value podcast, where we interview today's top professional advisors who help business owners create, preserve, and most importantly, transfer value. If you want actionable tips that will increase your business value, stay tuned. The podcast starts now with your host, Ed Mysogland. This week, I had the opportunity to talk with Dan Lacey. Dan Lacey is the owner of Dynasty Business Consulting. And Dan, (laughs) it's funny, Dan is known in my circles as the prophet of profit. And he, for the last 25 years, he has consulted with all kinds of different businesses. And he focuses on on cost control, performance, uh, improving growth, you know, maximizing profit, all the things you need to do in order to maximize value. And, you know, I get so many newsletters and there's very few that I make sure that I read each, each week that it comes out. And one of those is Dan's and he always, his newsletter is always chock full of all kinds of good things that, uh, that are timely and, and that I can share with our, with our clients. So I hope you enjoy this conversation because we covered a lot of ground in in a, a fairly short amount of time. So enjoy my conversation with Dan Lacey. I'm your host, Ed Mysagland. I teach business owners how to build value and identify and remove risks in their business so that one day they can sell their business at maximum value when they want, how they want, and to whom they want. On today's show, I am really excited to welcome my friend Dan Lacey from Dynasty Consulting. Dan uh, coaches business owners to help them build value by improving cash flow and revenue. He developed a proprietary system that enables business owners to get the results they want in their business and make money how they want to. His one-on-one monthly coaching has enabled his clients to increase revenue, listen to this, by $100 million. He has improved profits by $6.2 million and entity value by $52 million over the last 15 years. His clients consistently receive, on average, a 35% return on investment annually. Dan's authored five books and co-authored two, all of which I'll have links in the show notes. And lastly, and probably most important, Dan's been married for 40 years, has three children and five grandchildren. So, Dan, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Ed. Well, I'm glad you're here, and uh, I gave everyone a kind of a high-level overview of you and and your consulting practice, but uh, can you talk a little bit more about what you do and how you do it? Well, the uh, my consulting practice revolves around helping business owners get to where they want to go. And uh, the first the first step is identifying what it is you want to accomplish in your business, and we'll we'll talk about that further in in uh, your broadcast. Then, once we establish the goal, then how do we what how do we get there? You know, what road do we take to, to achieve the goal? Then, in that process, we have to identify the landmines that are going to be on the road when you go down the road. And the last thing is, is that we have to have some way of ensuring that we stay on the road on an ongoing basis in some kind of accountability format. And I've been doing this for nearly 20 years, and it nearly works 100% of the time. On this show, I mean, we, we focus on business value, and, and you have four areas that affect value. It's cash flow, your exit strategies, capital, and personnel. Um, which have you found to be most important to the business owner and the contribution to their business value and why? 
Okay, I can tell this is a trick question already. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, they're all important. I mean, I mean, the business owner has got to balance so many balls in the air. Keep them in the air all the good time, and and the higher he throws them, the more the more he's going to get. So, capital is important. The financial structure of the company is important. The right people, probably the most important thing. You know, um, uh, cash flow. Crud. If you can't have, you know, if you don't have cash flow, you know, you don't have a business. I mean, they all tie together. And 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 what I love about helping business owners is that. You know, if you got to step back and take a 35,000 foot view of your business to see what's working because you've got sales and marketing. You have you have your product or your service. You have the, the, the financial side and you have management. Okay, so if you look at all those functions in the business, which one's working, which one's not working? Because typically, if one or two or three of those functions are not working, the business is not working. So the key for the business owner is to manage things that they're not comfortable with, don't have a whole lot of background left, and they only learn it through the school hard knocks. So it's it's all these things are important. No, I I hear you, and and I guess when when I look at a, a particular business and and trying to assess value, I'm trying to to look at where do they get the greatest bang for the buck. And out of those four, I mean, I I don't know which which you you perceive as the most important. I know they're all important, but there's yeah. got to be one that. That you know what it's kind of the old eighty twenty rule. You know, if if you address this, you know the rest of it is is almost like a domino. Do you see that or no? You know, I don't know if I hundred percent agree with that because the uh, people are the most important thing. If you if you've got a great sales manager, you're going to have good sales. If you have a good CFO, you're going to have uh, you know good financial records to tell you where you're going. Uh, you know, if the, if the owner is a good leader, if the owner is is mentoring the people underneath him if he's bringing up people. I mean, they're, they're all really important. If, if I had to choose one, I'd say it'd be people because people drive all of the functions. And if you have, uh, if you know, if, from an exit strategy standpoint, if you've got a strong management team, if you can walk away from the business for a week, two weeks, three weeks, three months, and the thing runs like a clock, is that that is, that is a, really an indication of great management good leadership, good mentoring, and a good business. I hear you. And the funny thing is that uh, in some, in just about every one of, of these podcasts that I, that I've uh, conducted is it's the same thing that, you know, the people, the people are creating the value. And, and that's probably one of the biggest challenges that uh, certainly the people that we're working with are facing that, you know, it's hard to get good people these days. So, I mean, how do you, how are you seeing your clients that are, that are getting such a, a great return on their investment? How, where are they finding these people or, or what are they doing? Are they grooming them or are they, or are they sourcing them from other, other places? How, how is that happening? It's a, it's a combination. It's a combination of both, but I think the most of them, they're people that have come up through the organization and uh, you know, they have a, they have the, the employee has a desire to be there. They have a desire to do a good job. You know, the 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 mental mental position maybe not be the right word, but but the employee really has a desire to grow, to learn, to, to be better, to be accountable, to you know, to do all the functions that you'd want all your kids, you know, your kids to do. Um so and and then the owner is always on the lookout for people that are 
or in the organization that are doing a great job because they know the importance of, of growing the person, of, of growing the person to grow the organization. And the, um, the employee, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, well, in today's market, it's, it's great. It's great to be employee because the opportunities are unlimited. Um, but the business owner is really, they, they really like to hire within so they'd rather not go outside the organization. So they're looking at it in. But, but the business owner has to have a strategy for growing the people, even if it's through him or through outsiders, you know, to, to, um, to work with them, you know, to improve their sales skills, uh, you know, to become a uh, better production manager, uh, to, to do their function. And as the organ, and so from a, as a, as organization grows is that the business owners really got to invest in some key people. So choosing the right people initially is really important because those are the people you're going to grow. Okay. If, if, if you find people that can't grow, maybe you have to go outside the organization and hire somebody. Uh, but you want people that will grow with you that are committed to the company. They're, that, that really like what they're doing. And it's, that's how I see it working. And, as the organization grows, it can financially afford better people, either paying the people more that you've got in, in the key functions that are growing, or you, or if they're not performing at the level you wanted to do, and you got to go outside, you you got the ability to do it. So it all works together. Yeah, I I hear you. And one of the challenges that that every business owner that I that I talk to has is is do I make that investment? And what's the likelihood that I'm going to get get my investment back and a return on it? I mean, you have any any tips on on how to? I, I know you said you know you bring people, you you groom them from within, or right. you hire within. I mean, mm-hmm. is there you got any tips or tricks that uh, that you can identify those people that that are that number one would be good, and number two that are not flight risks? Well. Uh, you know, they say that the reason an employee leaves a job is not, it's more the problem of the manager than it is the employee. Okay, so do you have good managers manage your people? I think that's that's a number one. I mean, the, this, it's, tell you, this is a vast quagmire of, of questions because if the business owner, if the business owner's goal, I think the most important thing is where does the business owner want to take the business? You know, is it a lifestyle business? You know, is it is it a is a business that he wants to grow to leave to his kids? I mean, or, you know, he wants to own the market. I mean, what's the reason for doing it? So, you, first of all, the business owner's got to have an objective as to what he wants to accomplish. Then the second thing is, okay, then what's the strategy to accomplish the objective? Then the third thing is, how do I how do I man the organization to get the to get the Right. performance I need from the people I need, then what, what's the financial accountability to each one of those primary functions? You know, then if you have a plan, it's a lot easier, it's a lot easier to go someplace if you have a plan than if you, if you're going someplace without a plan. Yeah, I hear you. And you, you had asked, you know, what's the goal? I think any business owner, regardless of sizes, at some point they want to, you know, make, they want to create li- liquidity. They, how do I, how do I get, get rid of this when I want to? and and certainly there is, you know, merit to having personnel. But, but again, I think the background is, and, and, and the basis of this podcast is, all right, how, how, how do you position your company 
So at all times, you have the flexibility to, to pivot regardless of what happens. And and again, I, I, I agree with you that, you know, having that having personnel in place that that affords you to to take off anytime you want is, right. is a great position to be in. But unfortunately, just most businesses don't have that. And and well, go ahead. Well, they, they don't have it. Because they haven't thought about what the end game is. Oh, sure. I can okay, see that. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, okay. I started, I, I started my business because I didn't like working for my boss and I was just as good technically as, as he was. Therefore, why, why should I work for my boss? Cause I can make all the money myself. Okay. That's how they start out. So they start out with a, with a strong technical or sales knowledge, but, but then if they, if the objective is, to grow the business and create liquidity, which this, I tell you what, business ownership is by far the best way to build uh, equity, liquidity, uh, and and riches than any other option a person could do. I mean, um, my brother-in-law owned a plumbing company, and it, his dad was a plumber. He became a plumber. Okay, so he's technically he was he was sound, and. Uh, he, he had uh, 80 plumbers working for him before he sold his business. Wow. And, but you know something? He really invested in his foreman, in the people that, you know, that made the difference, that were people that were on the job. And, and uh, he cashed out at 55. And uh, he worked for uh, like 28 years in his business and cashed out and hasn't worked since. Um, you know, yeah. he didn't go to college. I mean, is is that he had a, he has expertise, but he had a desire to grow a business that he could sell sometime down the road. I think that's the first step. Is that wh- what's your objective? Is your objective is you want to do everything yourself because you feel happy about doing everything yourself? You're not going to create it. You're not going to create a business of value because everything is built around yourself. So the, the objective has got to be what's my end game? You got to think about what your end game is. Twenty years before you're thinking about exiting, and we're seeing statistics that I mean. You know, I've been I've been preaching this for for a while about you know the the whole pre planning you know process, but but you know as you know with all these business owners that uh, we talk to, planning the sale of the business is right before planning you know pre planning uh, funeral services. You know, <laughs> you know there, there's there's such a uh, you know an attraction and uh, you know that that's the business is the identity uh, that they have and. And it's and it's a challenge, but I I, I hear you, and and unfortunately, and the people that we we talk to, it's they just haven't gotten at at that point, and the you know they they can't see that if they can just go through this dip of of getting the the people in the right places, that that the they can then turn and scale the business and and create more of an investment as opposed to a, a lifestyle. So I'm, yeah. I yeah, yeah I hear you. Yeah, no, you, no, that's absolutely right. So, so, um, I have a client right now that's, uh, fairly $25 million a year in revenue. And, um, he wants to, uh, transition the business, transition out of his business. And I said, you don't have a business you can transition out of because you have a lifestyle business. He says, well, what is a lifestyle business? So he's, so he went down that road, but he, but he said, shoot, I, that's not what I wanted. Nobody really told me. Nobody really dis- made the distinction between what kind of business I should have when I was growing this business. I just did everything I thought I, I, I thought it was the right thing to do 
I, you know, I just did and move forward. And now, yeah, the time comes where he, he wants to transition out and he's got to, you know, he says, okay, I've got three to four years that I'm going to make, I'm going to do these things I need to do to be able to transition out. Okay. So it'd be better if he did it 15 years ago, but now that he's got, sure. you know, a few years to go, he's investing in his people to be able to transition out of it. Okay. So the business of a, yeah. And you, you're at, you hit the nail on the head is that the business is the identity of the person. And that is the big holdup because they don't, because they don't know what to do after they sell their business. But you know, the, the, the key thing is, is that if you have a good business and we can talk about what, what defines a good business, but if you have a decent business, the person that buys it wants to keep that owner around for a while for a whole bunch of different reasons. So it's not like he's going to be kicked out on the street. Um, you know, typically, uh, because there's value in the contacts he has and knowledge he has, the, you know, all, all the things that he's learned as the business grows, he's got that in his head and that's highly valuable to a, to a buyer. Um, so it's, it's not like they're going to lose their identity, you know, when they make a transition, but you've got a plan for when that's going to happen. And it's like anything else, you know, people sell life insurance. You never, when you you never know when you're going to die, you never know when you're going to sell your business. You know, there's, you can exit at any time. There's all kinds of reasons how why businesses uh, go through exit, uh, through exit. You know, they divorce, disillusion, uh, partnerships. There's all kinds of things that cause a, a person to exit. But the key is, is if you have a business that's if if, if you said I want to create a business that'll operate without me, okay, that's a that's a huge step. Okay, then what does that look like? Uh, then how do I how do I get there? But the, the deal, what's my plan? What's my plan for the next 12 months? What's my plan for the next 18 months, 24 months, 36 months? What's my objective? What am I trying to accomplish? And it does a number of things. Number one, it helps you think about what the end game is. Number two, it helps you communicate to the people underneath you what you want to accomplish so, so they know what their goals are. I mean, the planning process is really, really important for anybody that owns a business. The problem is, Based on my surveys, is about eighty five percent of business owners don't do it. And and do you think that that it's because of time or or lack of urgency or or what causes them not to 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 do that? I know from from our end, it it's it's always I shouldn't say always it it's always <laughs> once again. I think it's a a situation where life circumstances all of a sudden show up and and they have to move and unfortunately they they get struck with reality of you know that your your company is substantially more has more risk than you perceive and as a result it suppresses value and you know that's a tough spot to be in when when uh, you know when you're forced to consider exiting oh no i i agree 100 percent. i mean you, you you never want to be forced to have to exit your business because you never get any value out of it but it goes back to you know is that you you if let me put it another way is that if your business if you had even if you're not thinking about exiting your business and you know you're 45 years old you're 52 years old you're not you're not thinking about exiting your business but your business is consistently improving, then I think then that is a lot easier to make a transition than one that is just a lifestyle business and your revenue is flat and you're taking all the money out of the business. I mean, you know, is that there's go back to this, it goes back to the plan. What do you want to accomplish? Right. You know, then if, 
And if you don't have time to think about what you, you know, um, what you want out of the business, should you retire or should you exit the business someplace down the road, then you deserve what you get. Because there's a lot of people out there with money that will take your business and make it a lot better than you're doing it. But, you know, is that you're right, is that the, the business, the business owner that is afraid to, to plan because, you know, you're like, like you're, you're afraid to buy your, your funeral plan because that, that may mean you're going to die. Well, if you plan your exit strategy, that means maybe you're going to exiting. But you know something? If, if your business is consistently improving in revenue, consistently improving in profitability, you're growing your – and if that's happening – your man, you're typically your management is getting stronger because you've got the resources to to invest in your people or hire people outside of the organization. Is that you? As long as your business is consistently improving, okay. How do you make your business consistently improve? That goes back to what's my objective. You know, if I think I may sell someplace in the next three to five to ten to fifteen to twenty years. What does my what do I have to do tomorrow to make it to make it improve my business to improve in value? Okay, well if if the key indicators are all going in the right direction, the value of your business is going up. Okay, key indicators: revenue is going up, EBITDA is going up, profitability is going up. Uh, you know your debt's going down, and your your employees' key management team is getting stronger. I mean, those are all really positive things. But you got to say, I got to have a plan for that. I've got to have an organizational plan. I've got to have a, a, a training plan. I, you know, what, where are my, my key guys weak? You know, then, then it goes back to the owner. What do I have to do as an owner to improve the value of my business? Well, I got to improve myself because, you know, I, I may not know everything I need to know. So what do I do to do that? So it's just, it's, it's awareness. It's stuff. It's like these podcasts of, of making people aware of what's, of, what they need to do because, you know, like I said before, you, uh, um, the book, the millionaire, the millionaire next door is that the biggest segment of, of wealth creation is through small business ownership. And it is hugely valuable. I was talking to a, uh, a, a client last week and he said, you know, I've, I've been approached this, this company, I worked with them about five years. They went from uh, eight to $20 million in revenue. Um, they're doing 10% bottom line. And he says, I was approached by a foreign company to buy my business. And he said, you know, I talked to him. He said, I'm not really interested in selling, but you know, I kind of want to know what's going on. He said, then I have another guy call me from another, from another country. And uh, he said, he just started asking questions. He says, what do you think the value of it is? So, you know, you got to feel for where the value was for both these different companies. And he says, you know something? I really need to think about this. But, you know, 10 years ago, he wouldn't have gotten anything for his business. So, you know, it's, it's, it's about it's, the, the business owner has got to think about how do I consistently improve my business? Therefore, my value is going to go up. My revenue is going to go up. Market share is going to go up. All these key indicators are going to go up. And if those things are going up, the business value, nine chances out of 10 are, is going to go up. Yeah. Value. And, and the funny thing is that when, when I'm talking to, to, to business owners there and and we broach those topics at some point you're going to have to carve out some time and you're going to have to plan it and they're like you know what i i just don't have i just don't have the time to do it so so what do you what do you do with that i mean i I'm, for me i say you know what why don't we start with just carve out 30 
minutes during the month. It's certainly, you've got 30 minutes. And just sit without your phone and, and figure out what it is, what are next steps for you on, on the planning of your business, regardless of sale. Just, you know, what right. are you going to do? Yeah. So do you, when you consult, and, and I know you're, you, I know a number of people that you've, you've, you've coached along the way, but what, what do you do to help them find the time to do such an important undertaking? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's the issue of priorities is that, is it important for your family to have liquidity someplace down the road? You know, is it or isn't it? Well, if you know, if you're extremely wealthy already, you maybe, maybe you don't care. Maybe this business is just a hobby, but if, if the goal of the, of the, of the, of the owner and the family is that, you know, I've got to create $2 million in value by the time I'm 65 or $5 million in value. What, what kind of nut do I have to create in the future for me to be able to do the things I want to do? Number one. Number two is that I think that's the first thing you got to do. You got to figure out what, what do you have to accomplish? Then, then will you spend a couple hours a month achieving that goal? You know, then if they won't, then I'm just saying, you know something, then you're not going to get your objective. But, you know, is that you can't, you can't force them to, to plan. But what the really cool thing about it is that once they do start planning, is that all these other things open up, all these opportunities open up, the communication opens up, the uh, people understand better. Um, you know, it's, uh, and the company improves. Well, the company improves because you got a plan that everybody understands and you know where you're going. You know that uh, if our Google ratings have got to improve, our Yelp ratings want to improve, they want to improve and they'll improve because we're doing things right. You know, is that I, I just come, I, my approach is what, what do you want to accomplish in your life, in this business life? And what does that look like in, in monetary terms? And where are you today? And let's say the company's let's say the company's doing a, a million dollars a year, making uh, fifty thousand dollars in profit, and you want two million dollars in the next fifteen years. Okay, what does that company have to do to do that? Well, you know, it, it's it, to two million dollars at a. It's got to make half a million dollars in uh, EBITDA, and you're at uh, five thousand now. You got quite a ways to go. So, what's if that's the goal? Right. Then. What what plan do you have to put in place to do it? You know, it, you can't, you know, you, you see this all the time, but, you know, you, you, you can't have a business work really hard 14, 16 hours a day for 30 years and not look up and say, I don't have any, I don't have, my business isn't worth anything. You know, that is, that is a complete waste of time. Talking about wasting time. Well, well, at the um, same time, I mean, it, my, my, advice to to the business owner is look i don't care if, if you want a, there's nothing wrong with a lifestyle business nor is there there something wrong with with developing an a, an an asset that is uh you know passive income from you and and it runs by itself either either path is fine the 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 issue i have is that you go you don't understand what you have and that's that's what we've been been working so hard on is you know when you go to to sell your company 
you know, you just need to understand where the risks are. And, and again, you can, we, we just don't want people showing up into the market, not knowing, you know, thinking that they have something that's some great investment when in fact, someone's simply buying a job. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a, it's a, it's a real challenge to get the benefit of an investment when in actuality, someone's buying a job. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. And so, you know, it just goes back to what do you want to accomplish? You know, you know, is that, do you, you know, I have, I have a client I've been working with, I don't know, 14 years. And, um, he said, I want to own the market from a, uh, you know, I, I want to be the number one person people call when they have this issue. And I want to create a legacy for my kids. I have six kids. I want them to be able to come into business if they want to. Uh, you know, and and uh, I met with him last week. And uh, he's at nearly $16 million in revenue. He's got 90, 80 or 90 employees. Um, you know, and, but he said, he set the goal out initially. Then every month, okay, what are we doing to improve the, improve the organization? Every, you know, and, and he's upgraded all of his key people. You know, a lot of them within, he's hired a few without, or outside the organization. But he's, he's doing things that will enable him to, you know, him and his wife take all kinds of vacations because he's got a, he's got a business that operates without him. He's still got to be there to make key decisions. But the business, the day-to-day operation of the business will function without either one of them there. So, Okay, but that was it. Oh, fifteen years ago. Yeah. So, so what were you know? It doesn't happen, right? Well, but when you started working with them, I mean, what were the what were the habits that that business owner needed to 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 take in order to to diversify their the reliance on on that person? Because I'm assuming that when when you started fifteen years ago with this person, they they were the business, and then gradually over time, they started diversifying and stopped being. The, the hub in the middle. Right. No, that, that's absolutely true. So number one, they, they look for and found really good yeah. people and they brought them in the organization and they, you know, and they work and he's doing the same thing with these kids. His kids are doing the grunt work. You know, they're not coming in and sitting in an office. They're out there, you know, with a shovel, you know, and a blowtorch doing the grunt work. You know, because and he's taking them all through the same process. Is that they've 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 all learned the basics of what the business is. You know, then they're working their way up. Then some will work into sales, some will work into management, some will work into accounting. But you know, it's he's led them through there. And he just invests. He invests in the people, and he lets them run their uh, divisions, and he lets them make mistakes, and uh, he just he cares for them, and he he spends a lot of time with them, helping them learn their job. You know, he'll work side by side with them. Uh, I, I think he's got, I think he has six, six or seven profit centers right now. And he'll take, he'll take a guy in a profit center. He'll work with them for a couple of years, three years, and he'll slowly back out of that job. Then he'll go to the next, then he'll buy something else and, and work with that person for a while and slowly back out of it. So, so the people have the confidence to, to operate and they know how he, he runs a business, but you know, it's, and overall, it's what's the plan? How do we implement the plan? How do we communicate the plan? How do we how do we know that we're we're doing the right things on an ongoing basis? 
And if you, if you, if a business owner says they don't have the time to grow the value of their business and they don't want that, that big uh, payout at the end of their term of their business, that's what they're missing. That's the missed opportunity because the value, you know, this, the value of cash flow is like four to six times what it's worth on a, on an annualized basis. So if you're doing a hundred thousand dollars a year in cash flow, you know, your business is worth four to four to six thousand or uh, four hundred six thousand dollars. You know, if you can build that cash flow to five hundred thousand dollars, the value of the business goes up five times. Why not work on improving the value of that cash flow? Well, to, to, to get a to get a cash flow or EBITDA increase, I use EBITDA and cash flow in kind of same terminology. If you if you work on growing, if you say you know something, we want to improve. Okay, we want revenue to go up. We want our sales guys to make more money. We want we want to we want to help more customers. We want to you know we want to do more things. Okay, sales are going to go up. Okay, we we need to do a better job producing our product. You know we want we want the customer to feel really good about the things that we're doing. When all that happens, then the whole organization goes up. Yeah, I mean it, it's a beautiful. It, it, I mean it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's stressful. Uh, and but if a company grows at a you know. 10, 15, 20% annualized rate, you know, they can manage it. We had a company that grew uh, from three to $30 million in six years. And everything, everything went to pot. I mean, organizational structure, facilities, uh, people, the CEO was fired. I mean, crud, everything, everything went wrong. Um, And, but at the end of the game, we went from negative cash flow to a million dollars a year in cash flow. And we got a huge, huge bonus on our, our uh, uh, EBITDA because we were growing so fast. So, you know, it, I love small business. I think it is a phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity for, for guys to make good money, uh, you know, that they retire. Um, it is, it, and the construction trades are just amazing. But nobody goes back and thinks about, What's the most important thing to do, and how's it how's it impacting what I want to accomplish long term? You know, that's that's the that's the that's a major problem most small business owners face. I'm too busy to think about making more money. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense at all. Well, uh, no, I mean it, it it actually does make a lot of sense because they don't have any margin to the, they're running their business and it, it's hard. I mean, I I, I hear you, I hear them and I, I'm sympathetic to them. Well, sw- swinging back to to your 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 client with with all the family members. So so are they going to go third party or is this going to be a, a generational transfer? And how's that how does that look? And do you consult with, with that? Well, it's a generation generational transfer. Um, and, uh, the kids are in their, um, I don't even think they have a child that's 30 yet. So it'll be a few years yet. I mean, the, the owner is still in his fifties, so it'll probably be another 10 years before they, they, uh, transition out of it. But I mean, uh, he's doing, doing so well that we're buying other companies. Um, you know, if if you, if you, if you invest in your people and you're thinking about where you're going and you and you're planning your process and you're evaluating your and you're evaluating your performance on an ongoing basis, you're going to see dramatic results. And this company has dramatic results. Um, 
you know, they're they're at a place now where every business owner wants to be. They've got a company that's worth probably six, seven million dollars. They have no debt. They have all kinds of cash. Uh, they can do whatever they want to do. And they, and, but they, but it took them, you know, 15, 20 years to get there. But you, but it, you know, it's like uh, what do they say? If you're a smoker, and you your your possibility of uh, getting uh, lung cancer is X. If you quit smoking within three months or six months, you know your life expectancy dramatically improves. If if you don't smoke for a year, it, it dramatically improves. The same. It's the same way with business ownership. If businesses just spend a little bit of time thinking about what where do I want to go, how do I want to get there, what obstacles going to I face, and how do I hold myself accountable, they can achieve phenomenal yeah. things. No, I hear you. So, so I want to be sensitive to your time, but a um, couple more questions I, I have. So, just can you describe like what's it like working for you? I mean, I'm, the process behind working with you. I shouldn't say for you, with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I my key thing is that uh, I've got clients that do a million and a half dollars in revenue up to nearly thirty million dollars. Okay, but but the revenue is not as important. It is somewhat important. It's not as important as does the business owner really have a desire to grow, to improve, to you know make a mark, to uh, you know help his employees, help the community, help his customers. You know what's what's the motivation? Uh, you know, and are, do they really do they have a really desire to do that? That's number one. Then number two is that will they take outside input? And if they will take outside input, then I'd love to sit down and talk with them and say, okay, wh- what it is that the the four questions? What do you want to accomplish? What what do we have to do to get there? You know, if we want to go from a million dollars to fifty million dollars or a million dollars in revenue to $10 million in revenue, you know, what does the market look like? What does your product look like? You know, what does all this thing look like? Is that realistic? Then you know, what's, what's the game plan? Then uh, what obstacles are in the way? You know, we got people obstacles. We have financing obstacles. We have cash flow obstacles. We have market. We have competitors. We have all these things that could be an issue. How do we, how do we play into that? Then, uh, the, the, the fourth thing is that what process do we put in place to ensure that we're on the road that gets us to where we want to go? And um, if if I have a, a business owner that says, you know, that's me, that's what I want to do, then we can work out something that will help him accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Um, Got it. And it's, I, I, you know, and, you know, the... I classify myself as a business coach, not really a consultant, because I'm not really project oriented and I'm not really a uh, uh, focused on a problem. Is that my job is to come come alongside the business owner and make them better than they would be on their own. And I want to build on his strengths. I want to build on the strengths of his team. I want them to uh, help them identify and attain their goals. I want to help them grow. And, uh, and what I've found is that it business, a, a growing business, things change all the time. So there's always opportunities. There's always risks. There's always, you know, there's always the landmines that are in the way. And it's, it's, it's about consistency. You know, John Wooden said, you know, it's about practicing the fundamentals. You know, and he was very, very successful as a college coach uh, because 
he he always focuses on on the fundamentals. My key is, you know, let's just be consistent in what we do. And if, and if a and if a business owner will take two or three hours a month to sit down and think through, sit back and look at the thirty five thousand foot view and evaluate where the business is going. I tell you what, the business will operate smoother. They'll make more money. They'll have less stress. They'll sleep better at night. They'll have better cash flow. Everything improves because they're working on their business, not in their business. You know, uh, Michael Gerber brought that up when he wrote the email. Is that you know you've got to you've got to give away the two belt and start thinking about what you want to do. I've I've got a uh, a uh, contractor I'm working with right now, and he was struggling, struggling from a financial standpoint, and I said. You've got to start staying out of the jobs. You've got to you got to manage the company, and uh, it, it, you know. And, and I've worked with him for six months, and he's had tremendous turnaround because he's doing the things that actually count. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the the other side of the story is is that w- one really good way to look at it, if you're a business owner, you say uh, I'm a business owner, and said what this job I'm doing right now, what's it worth on an hourly basis if I hired somebody to do it? Is it ten dollars an hour, fifteen dollars an hour, hundred dollars an hour, fifty bucks an hour? What's it worth? And if and if you step back and say, I'm doing a ten dollar an hour job, or I'm doing a fifteen dollar an hour job, you shouldn't be doing that job. Somebody else should be doing it. Because the business owner is has huge value in in the key things yeah. he does, but he has no value in the things that he that that he can farm off to somebody else. Totally agree. So 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 Dan, what's the what's the best way we can connect with you? Uh, email, call me, you know, my, uh, uh, email Dan at dynasty business consulting.com or, uh, uh, phone is three one seven six seven eight six three one zero, And I'll happily talk to anybody that has a desire to improve their business. I want to help small business owners be better, you know, and if I can, if I can, if I can help them, I, you know, I've written all these books. You know, I wrote, I've written on uh, a book on cash flow, book on profitability, a book on six stages of business growth. I've got uh, what's personality got to do with it, and that has a lot to do with the type of people you hire. Uh, the seven business factors, rock solid business, profit loss. I've got all kinds of stuff on my website that people can download for nothing. They can go to your podcast and you you show them where to get it. Um, I've written stuff. I write a newsletter every week. You know, and we talk about issues that business owners should be aware of, should know about, should learn about. And if they want to learn, I want to help them because it is a huge economic engine. Just think, if every business owner in the state of Indiana could make 10% bottom line, this place would be amazing. Totally agree. Yeah, I'll have uh, I'll have links to all of all of the things that you mentioned uh, in in the show notes. So, you know what, I, I want, like I said, I want to be sensitive to your times, but I, I do want you to know how, uh, how much I appreciate your, the, how generous you are with your time and, and sharing the experiences with our audience. So, uh, Dan, I, I, again, I want to thank you for being a defender of business value. And, uh, I, I look forward to, uh, continuing to get your newsletter and seeing all the good you're doing in, in the entrepreneurial world. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. You're, I mean, you guys do a great job too. You guys, you guys are educating. You're making people aware of what's going on in the, you know, the business world. Uh, you guys are at the end of the end of the sword. I mean, uh, well, thank you. It's is that we all need to work together. Accountants, bankers, brokers, con, you know, the coaches, consultants. We all, all of us can help business owners be more aware and become wealthy. 
Well, I'm a, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my part, and I, I I certainly know you're doing yours. So uh, we'll we'll see we'll see you out on the battlefield. Okay, it sounds great. Ed. Hey, thanks a million. Likewise, thank you. Thank you for joining the Defenders of Business Value podcast. If you're preparing your business for sale, visit LegacyTransitionAdvisors.com or text EXIT to 35893 to begin your journey to maximum saleable value. If you want more episodes packed with strategies to transfer maximum value in your business, visit DefendersOfBusinessValue.com. Better yet, subscribe now so you don't miss the future episodes. This program is copyright Legacy Transition Advisors, LLC. All rights reserved.